Hey, yo, it's sick and wrong. This is Tracy Morgan. I just wanted to let you know that I love your show, and I want you to keep going on with the dogs. Thanks a lot. Peace. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and Ron. Yes, you're listening to Sick and Ron. The Sick and Ron, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Ron, the world source for antisocial commentary. When your host, Steve Simon. Um, Harrison. Harrison, that's an interesting shirt. Yeah, I think so. What is it? What is it exactly? It says like, is it a Warner Brothers shirt? It's got the Warner Brothers logo, and it says, "Warn the brothers, Jesus is coming back soon." Jesus is coming back soon. Mm. Not just Jesus is coming; it's yeah. Jesus coming back soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've been, yeah. You know, it's part of my, um, you know, my recent, uh, you know, six point initiative to to warn the brothers. Warn the, so about when you say brothers, are you talking about like black guys? Yes. African American oh, okay. so gentlemen. African Americans yep. need to warn be warned that yeah. Jesus is coming. Uh-huh. All right. Well, I hope mm. they, I hope they're, they're, I hope they're informed about this and yeah. keep it in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a very sharp, sharp shirt. Yeah, that shirt. <laughs> Good one. Um, so uh, Harrison, I've, I think I've, they knew it was like kind of cool that's why they charge fifteen dollars for it fifteen bucks yeah. at a goodwill mm-hmm. that's kind of a lot they knew i wonder who wore that before you <laughs> do you think it was a brother yeah yeah probably yes i do <laughs> mm. a very cool brother though. Yeah, yeah 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 um so uh i think both of us have, have been having a rough day today yeah. like a respective mm. rough days you you seem to have like Gone all over town. All over town. That's the thing with it with LA. It's like to go to Santa Monica and then to go to like San Bernardino or something. That's like an all day thing, mm-hmm. and that's like hours of driving. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just like run a few errands mm. in different cities in LA just because of traffic's that yeah. bad. Yeah. I um. On the other hand, I was in San Diego the past couple of days. I was forced to listen to some podcasts that are more successful than ours uh, in the car because of so much time that'd you know? be infuriating yeah um so i had to go to to san diego the past couple of days for a, my work sent me to a conference probably the most boring con i've ever been to the digital asset management con damn con it was horrible sexy yeah really sexy and so today i was trying to get back here because we we're going to record the podcast mm. at like seven drive back saturday saturday afternoons worst time for traffic in LA and so I'm driving back yeah. from San Diego usually it takes what like an hour 20 minutes something hour 30 minutes mm. him. three and a half hours for me to get from San Diego up here and that, so I'm that happened to me what's coming back from Joshua Tree is like five hours or something insane it's mm. it's hellish like yeah. what do you do in the car I tried calling everybody I know mm. no one's answering and so finally I'm just like well fuck it I'll just listen to like I don't know, fucking merciful fate or something. And so I'm, I'm driving there, and I because I was kind of tired, I got a 16 ounce cup of coffee, mm. drank the whole thing, and like you know, hour into it, I'm like, God, I gotta piss. Mm. And you're just in traffic. There's no getting out of yeah. the lane. I'm in like you know the left lane. There's no getting out the lane. I'm like, I can hold it. How, how bad is this traffic gonna be? You know, hour and 45 minutes later, I'm just like, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna mm. fucking piss myself. So I did that thing. Have you ever done this? I had that empty cup of coffee. I sort of pulled my dick out from the fly and just started peeing in the... It's a 16-ounce cup of coffee. I'm Surprisingly, I've never had to do that. You've never done that? I'm surprised even... that I haven't, yeah, but... 
Well, I mean, I know if I did, I'd like spill it all over me somehow. You know, you know? I actually, I actually was not doing bad. And mm. I mean, it was like one of those, it was one of those peas where you're just like, holy shit. It was like orgasmic. It felt so yeah. good, you know, getting, you know, the, relieving that pressure. And so I'm peeing in there and all of a sudden the fucking car in front of me, this truck slams into the car in front of him. And so I had to like slam on my brakes and like pull my car off to the side into the shoulder. Meanwhile, cup of piss all over me, all over my pants, and my and my dick still peeing. So I pee. Wait, how'd you spill it? Well, the fucking car in front of me hits rear ends the car in front of him. Nice. Oh my god! And so I like pull off to the shoulder, mm. just piss all over me. The whole cup went all over me. That's hilarious. And so then I was like, well, fuck, what am I supposed to do mm. now? Well, now I'm stuck in traffic even longer. That's why it took three and a half hours. Mm. And I was just like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to just deal with this. And mm. so I drove, you know, all the way back here. It's a good three and a half hours just sitting in, in piss-soaked yeah. pants. Cat piss-smelling motherfucker it made me. It made, well, no, I took a shower and got home. Okay. But it made me think of that astronaut lady. Remember that astronaut lady that sure. drove all the way to like, Houston, astronaut. Texas? Yeah, yeah. diaper. I was kind of like, this is, must be what she felt. Yeah. Like, you know, I was just sitting in, like, pants just filled with my own urine. And, you know, you just deal with it. You yeah. just move forward. I mean, it was a conscious choice for her, you know? You know, I I ran, the fucking space I ran station. the risk. Yeah, I knew that I knew the risks yeah, involved did. the peeing into a yeah. cup of coffee, and then you know I still had like half a cup of coffee filled with piss. You know, that's just I had to throw out when I got to got home. Yeah. You know, yeah. Anyway, it's been a wonderful day today. Yeah, so let's uh, let's talk about Nazis. Bunch of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Nazis. I was thinking about it. Like, what's a great topic that makes me like, you know, feel kind of uh, happy? You know. Pleasing topic, a pleasant yeah. thing to talk about here on the show. Two less lonely Nazis. Yeah, yeah. Nazis. <laughs> um, the reason we're talking about Nazis, actually, I'm going to thank Tom for this. Mm. Every now and then, we get listeners that send us emails with like ideas, like, you know, yeah, how about this for an intro topic? Typically, I just delete, delete, because they're horrible. But this guy, this guy actually had a decent topic, a really good like, topic. Why don't you do like The Doors or something? Yeah, like, how did Jim Morrison die? Mm. <laughs> Uh, but this guy, Tom, wrote in. He goes, hey, Dean Harrison, I enjoyed listening to the episode about Rudolf Hess a few weeks ago. And if you're interested in doing another Nazi Germany topic, then this one, I'm sure, is one of the most sick and wrong of them all. And so we've been trying to, like, space out the Nazi topics. We don't want to be, like, the Nazi of the Week podcast. Right. You know, but uh, Rudolf Hess was interesting. It was a few weeks ago. So I, I feel like uh, it's, you know, I think it's time maybe to talk about another Nazi. Um, he says it's about an SS division of criminals led by a psychopathic killer called Oscar Durlewanger. 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 Mm-hmm. I've only listened to about a third of uh, your guys' podcast, so maybe you've covered it before. But if not, I think it'd be a good topic. And uh, he links to uh, a couple links about it. And, you know, in fact, we've actually never covered Oscar Durlewanger. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it before uh, I saw that email. I'd know? never heard of him either. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I, I figured mm-hmm. I knew, like, I don't know. No, a good deal about most Nazis, right? And most, especially the most notorious, infamous Nazis. But this guy was a whole other level yep. of psychopath. Yeah, I mean, he even made other Nazis nervous. <laughs> like the SS, like, like you know, investigated him because yeah. of his like cruelty, cruelty, and his mm-hmm. butchering of uh, of uh, civilians. I mean, this guy was a true psycho. So you read a book about it? Yes, I did. Well, what's the book that you read there? It's a fucking terrible book. I mean, it was just there aren't that. There's like two books about it. 
Uh, it was just a very, very dry academic book. Oh, it's like um, a, like but a it's, um, what the fuck was it called? What the fuck was it called, girl? The, uh, the SS Derlevanger Brigade, uh, the history of the Black Hunters. Yeah, so that, his crew, his yeah. group was the Derlevanger Brigade. Mm. And uh, it was a unit of the Waffen-SS during World War II. Yeah. And uh, it was composed of initially, what, poachers? Um, yeah, the, um, but yeah, they called them the Black Hunters, which I guess would be the, um, uh, the Schwarzerjägen. Yeah, the Schwarzerjägen. <laughs> the Schwarzerjägen, yeah. Um, yeah, they were, they were poachers, uh, people who had been, uh, you know, c- convicted and imprisoned under the Nazi regime for different poaching or hunting crimes. So like, oh, you were hunting stag out of season on, you know, Baron von Ribbentrop's fucking, you know, private land or some shit like that. Well, apparently you know? that was a crime back then. I mean, if trap I, setting. It probably still is a crime. I don't yeah, I guess yeah. it is. You, you hear about poachers. I mean, when I first read it, I, I when I hear poacher, I, I just think like fucking Captain Planet is in Africa. You know what I mean? Like a guy who's, I've got an elephant gun and this uh, guy's got a... a rhinoceros yeah, yeah, yeah. or something, yeah. Yeah, he wears like fucking rhinoceros teeth necklace around it. You know, I was thinking that at first, but no, that's not what it is. But it seems like if you're one of these guys, you're poaching, mm. you got caught. Mm. It's like, what are they going to do? Send you to a concentration camp yes. to work? Or mm. you could join the Durlevanger Brigade and go shoot some people. Yeah, it's the Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. basically it was the Suicide Squad, mm. yeah. Only, only Amanda Waller is um, Heinrich Himmler. <laughs> so. so the history of the brigade though is yeah. inextricably linked to its commander oscar drillavanger who is a very interesting man yeah and also fucking the dirty dozen should should be paying i don't know himmler's kids royalties yeah they, they're, i don't even know if himmler have kids technically i think himmler considered the labensborn his children who was that? The Lebensborn was a um, um, an orphanage. He, you know how they were like trying to have as many Aryan babies born as possible. Yeah, they, they had tried to do it with twins. Yeah, they had a bunch of Double them <laughs> born, uh, and it was specifically like Nazi soldier comes, bangs some broad, and then they they have to give up the baby to this this special like we have this is the Aryan uh, orphanage and they're like trained to be Nazis and nothing else well, it's like a Nazi factory yeah they're just manufacturing there's a documentary Nazis. about them they were like people who are you know now they're just like I don't know just yeah. blonde hair blue eyed yeah, coming I, out looking like Chris Hemsworth yeah but obviously it was like they were born in like you know 1944 so by the time they were adults it was like the 70s and they're yeah. like oh they, like they didn't a lot of them didn't know and they found out and they're like this is horrible <laughs> you know <laughs> it was one of Himmler's Himmler had a lot of special projects and it's like if Himmler has a special project like it's gonna be some fucking dark, fucked up shit. It's ne- his special project is never like, oh, I know. Let's throw Sheila a dirty dancing themed birthday party this week uh, at Friday at the end of the day at after work. You know, it's always like, let's make a race of crocodile men, <laughs> like super you know? soldiers. Yeah, let's yeah. find the Ark of the Covenant. I mean, he was doing the the weird occult stuff. Yeah, he was too. sending Otto Ron to look for the fucking Holy Grail. He was the Lebensborn was one of his projects. You know. But he's the one who uh, promoted Durlevanger, though. Yeah. To like head yep. of this division. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he and if you're one of his pets, you can kind of get away with some shit um, more so than other people. Yeah, I, mm. what, that's, that's another thing too. Like, do you think Hitler was aware of 
Durlevanger's misdeeds? Or no. do you think he just kind of chose to ignore it? And just, ah, Himmler's got that. He probably didn't even hear about it. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. I mean, pretty much most of the shit in the SS was, was Himmler's purview. And I'm sure Hitler had a lot of other shit. To... Well, it's kind of, I mean, you think about Nazis. Mm. They did some evil shit. Right. But other Nazis considered Durlevanger to be evil. Yes. Like he was the most evil man in the right. SS. Widely considered amongst other members of the SS. Yeah. Um, they say that, uh, his, uh, his, uh, terror warfare methods, his amoral personality, his sadism, um, was additionally, uh, was, was due to these experiences he had in the first world war. Mm. Like it, uh, it was like almost like permanent PTSD. I'm yeah. that guy. Very well decorated. Yeah. I actually have a letter here that, um, one of his superiors wrote, uh, like a write up, you know, he got written up for cruelty. Even during World War One, during World War Two, oh World War Two, yeah. yeah, yeah, later on, yeah. I have to, do. Should I read the letter? Yeah, um, written up for cruelty. This man, in the war of annihilation, he wages pitilessly against an unarmed population, deliberately refuses to consider political necessities. His <laughs> methods, worthy of the Thirty Years' War, make a lie of the civil administration's assurances of their wish to work together with the Belarusian people. When women and children are shot en masse or burned alive, there is no longer a semblance of humane conduct of war. The number of villages burned during sweep operations exceeds that of those burned by the Bolsheviks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, I yeah. mean, this guy was a, was an awful man. And you might think person. like, oh, this is like, you know, this guy, I think this guy was in the SA or the, the SS, and you might think like, oh, this guy, this is, what the hell is he talking about? But it's like a lot of, like, unless you were actually involved in the final solution, like that was something that like, they didn't want it getting out what they were doing. It did like the West kind of didn't really find out about that until we got there. Um, because it was like, it was, they're like, a lot of people just thought, Oh, they're resettling the Jews in the East somewhere. Like if, unless you were involved with it, everything was kind of compartmentalized. Yeah. I don't think you mm. knew that there were extermination yeah. camps. You yeah. knew that there were work camps and they would send prisoners of war to the work camps. Yeah. And they knew that they were moving Jews around on trains, but I don't think you knew about Auschwitz and gas showers and crematoriums and all that, especially in the, yeah. I mean, the U S yeah, there's this movie. Um, I think it was based on a book about, uh, basically the the meeting like Reinhard Heydrich uh orchestrated to to like plan the final solution and there was one guy there who was like what the fuck is all this shit this is crazy you know and he's like guys you got like the, I don't think the Fuhrer would be on board with this is crazy he you know he he said he'd never heard of it um we got to we got to put us up to this and Heydrich's like yeah he says he's never heard of it and he will continue to say that um he knows because that's you know <laughs> yeah it's like they don't they you know Goebbels is like this is what you say okay yeah, yeah. Mm. say you've never heard of it and that's not mm. the point of the war mm. it's a it's a we have a, it's a totally different solution yeah <laughs> solution is to move jews around take their uh, factories um so what's interesting about durlevanger is he was given this group of poachers initially yeah so initially it was like 80 it was, guys i think yeah initially. 80, 80 yeah. guys but within yeah. a couple of years the unit grew into a band of common criminals. Yeah. So it was like all of a sudden he went from just like 80 dudes who were, you know, hunt, huntsmen and uh, marksmen that were arrested for poaching to like 
convicted like uh, like criminals convicted of major crimes such as premeditated murder, rape, arson, burglary. Mm. And he provided them with an opportunity to commit atrocities on like an even higher scale, like a macro scale. It's yeah. like, all right, criminally insane people. Let's just like really go nuts here. Yeah, they kept upping the ante. Eventually, yeah. they actually started um, putting in uh, political prisoners, like wow. communists and shit who were in concentration camps. So like, yeah, why don't you go join this unit? But, but that's a non-thing, too. Mm. Why would you take a communist and then be like, all right, now we're going to go into uh, Russia and yeah. start killing other communists? Well, because a lot of those communists would defect and then fucking and then you know just, surrender yeah. to the to the soviets although they got out of a concentration camp so yeah, why not yeah although honestly like good luck trying to explain that to the soviets you're in an ss uniform now you probably have an ss tattoo you know what i mean the soviets were like <laughs> like if you were an ss guy captured by the soviets there's probably like a 50 percent chance they'd just fucking kill you you know because they like by that point the Nazis had killed so many Russians. They're just like, fucking, fuck you guys. And you as know? soon as you see yeah. someone wearing the uniform, yeah, too. pretty much. I mean, in the Waffen uh, SS uniforms, they're like the all black, mm-hmm. right? With the yeah. uh, the SS. Mm. So I imagine like they're probably wearing that. They're like, no, no, we're Russian. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> uh, okay, Yakov Smirnov. Yeah. You're done now. Um, historian Martin Windrow here described uh, the Derlevanga Brigade as a terrifying rabble of cutthroats, renegades, sadistic morons, and cashiered rejects from other units. <laughs> they, they were like the Suicide Squad. Yeah, they were the Suicide Squad. They really squad. were. Like, yeah. he put together a group of, like, misfits. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and, but I mean, like, psychopathic misfits that, you know, derive pleasure from murdering women and children. Yeah. In the, as most brutal of ways as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting, too, is uh, other Nazi officials, and I'm sure Himmler was included, romanticized the Suez Squad unit, the Durlevanger Von, <coughs> Brigade, as pure, primitive German men. Like the truest form of German men, just right. pure id. Which is kind of disturbing, if you think about it. Because they were hunters and trackers, you mean? <laughs> well, no, he just yeah. said, like, uh, this this group of, mm. of men murdering, and just it's, it's a demonstration of Aryan power. Mm. You know, right. unbridled Aryan power. Sure. Whereas other uh, Nazi officials were like, eh, maybe we should put a stop to this, <laughs> investigate some of this butchery yeah. that's going on here. But yeah, it became, you're right, it, it, it came to the point where it's like, now we have... You know, we have uh, political prisoners. We have the criminally insane. We have actual convicted murderers that are part of this group. And so you mentioned that letter was about what they did in Belarus, mm-hmm. which uh, which is notorious. I mean, they, they, they murdered, I, you know, to be honest, I bet you they murdered members of my own family. Because hmm. my, uh, my mother's side of the family are all Belarusian Jews. Yeah. And so they murdered like thousands at and, the time. And the thing about these guys is that like, they had, I don't know, they had like a month of training or something, generally, these guys that before they... Um, <laughs> and then just giving them, here, here's yeah. a weapon, Cause insane like a, man. A seasoned SS man can like, t- typically like tell a Jew from like a regular fucking Belarusian peasant or something. These guys didn't give a shit. They don't know. They're just burning everybody. Like they don't... <laughs> just assumed everyone's Jewish? Yeah. Or just, just like, fuck all these people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Derlevanger in the Soviet, I guess during the Soviet Union when they were um, in Belarus, uh, he burned women and children alive mm. and let starved packs of dogs feed on them. Yeah. Um, he was known to hold large formations with the sole purpose of just injecting Jews with strychnine. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. I didn't know that. Why would he mm. do that? Mm. Like, why not just shoot them? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Just inject them with rat poison to mm. watch them, I guess, 
die a painful death. Mm. Or at least inject their eyes with blue dye or something fun, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, his preferred method of operation, I guess this is in Belarus, mm. was to gather civilians in a barn, set it on fire, and shoot with machine guns anyone who tried to escape. Dracula used to like to do that too. Vlad, really? the Impaler, yeah, he did that too. Uh, but uh, then he didn't have machine guns. No, he didn't have machine guns, but he was good at locking doors. Like, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, the victims mm. of, of his unit at, at this time numbered about 30,000 people, mm. which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in September 1942, uh, they murdered 8,350 Jews in the Baranovici ghetto. Hmm. Um, and then uh, and a further 389 people that they labeled bandits, bandit suspects. Uh, according to historian uh, Martin Kitchen here, they committed such shocking atrocities in the Soviet Union in, in pursuit of partisans that even an SS court was called in to investigate them. Hmm. So that's probably where that letter came from at that point. Yeah, and it, well, actually I think the letter was, because was, they, were, they, they were actually good at hunting down partisan fighters. That was the thing they were actually good at because they were hunters, they were trackers, um, you know, and they were kind of like commandos with nothing to lose, basically. <laughs> um, whereas, um, you know, sell this franchise, guys, come on. Yeah. But uh, when they were like in charge of a civilian population, like in Belarus, it did not go well. No, I mean... And Durlevanger would apparently try to like keep in check his men's fucking brutality by like you know, after at the end of the day have like organized gang rapes or something, you know, terrible for them to do, but it, it was never enough. What yeah. I don't understand though, were there other Nazi soldiers also commanding units in the same area? Um, like, did they fight alongside Durlevanger? Like that, that's like, I imagine other Nazis would have been like, I'm not going to fight with these criminals. Oh, okay. I, they had their own missions, but they were part of some big operations that happened around there. So I, I think if you were a fucking Nazi and you were like in, I don't know, approaching the Russian front, you probably it had just, your own shit to work, you know? Well, yeah. yeah. I, guess I mean, there was point. definitely there was definitely some like meow cat fighting with these letters and shit because nobody really liked these guys. But I think if you're out there, like, you got your own shit to worry about. Yeah, it's about. like the other that. guys wearing yeah. swastikas yeah. are probably our friends. So, uh, <laughs> right. And <laughs> we it should was, probably fight with them. It was like, oh, you don't like them? Okay, go tell Himmler because he loves this whole thing. It was his <laughs> idea, you know? It's well, like Himmler's Himmler Space Force. Yeah, Himmler you know, put it, it together, though, right? What? Himmler put it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they say they appointed, or he appointed Durlevanger as the SS Obersturmfuhrer. Yeah. What does that mean? That's actually just a pretty common rank. That's like a... Oh, is it? Yeah, I think it's like a captain or a major or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but I There's mean, Obersturmfuhrer, Ober Obergruppenfuhrer, you know, fucking Mayor McCheese Fuhrer. There's a lot of things, yeah. What you think about it, though, Durlevanger, so he served in World War One. Yeah. But then he like, you know, before World War II... Uh, he was an alcoholic, a violent alcoholic. He yeah. was actually convicted of statutory rape of a 14-year-old girl. Yes. And selling government property. He was actually sent to a work camp. Yeah, he was. And then he appealed to a Nazi soldier that he knew from uh, from World War One. Yeah. Um, I forget the guy's name, Berger or something? Yeah, Berger. And yeah. Uh, that guy was like, yeah, all right. 
We can get you out of here. Yeah. We can give you some guns. You can put a team together. Well, because he, he was involved, like, in the 20s, he was involved with the SA, which was, like, a Nazi group yeah, that yeah. actually, they, they were purged out at one point because there was a lot of weird internal beefing um, with, the, with, the, with the various Nazi organizations. Um, he was involved in the SA. Then he took a job as an executive director, I think it was... Um, of a company that was considered a Jewish company. Oh, no, in a, a factory that was owned by a Jew. Yeah, it was owned by yeah. a Jew. Um, and what he actually got arrested for is is embezzling money from this factory that was run by a Jew. <laughs> and you'd think that the Nazis would be like, like oh, high good five, job, bro. yeah, high five. No. <laughs> no, the Nazis are all about fucking order. You know? If they're going to steal from a Jew, it has to be done with like, paperwork in triplicate signed and you know what i mean like you gotta go through you don't just willy-nilly yeah. steal from jews yeah like, yeah you, know, you gotta you gotta go sit down that. with uh you know with olga from accounts payable and you gotta do a whole bunch of shit so you know looking at a picture of derlevanger mm. he is one squirrely looking creepy dude right like look at it, he's got like a skinny neck and yeah. he's kind of like i mean he, he looks like a creepy guy yes he does like, he looks like a guy that would have an erection while watching a barn full of like women and children burn <laughs> Look at that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll post a picture on the on the website, but it's like I was looking at this guy. I'm like, to me, like Rudolf Hess. Mm. Yeah, sure, he looks like a Nazi, um, but he didn't look like a deranged criminal Nazi. He kind of looks like somebody famous that I can't quite put my finger on. You know, this guy. A little Steve Buscemi in there, but yeah, there's a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. but no, mm. he, just like look at his mm. face. Like mm. it's kind of like he's got a small head and mm. sort of this like. A hawkish demeanor. He looks like a fucking ghoul. Yeah, yeah, very ghoulish. Yeah, very ghoulish. Um, and he was a ghoul. I mean, some mm. of these things that he that he did, these atrocities committed that he committed against people, was just it's unreal that mm. uh, that they would that the Nazi officials like Himmler would condone this or at mm. least look the other way while this was happening. Especially when it's not just it's not like he was just you know uh, brutalizing Jews. I mean, he yeah. was doing this civilians like Polish civilians uh, in the. Wola district of Warsaw. This is probably one of the most notorious acts that he did. The Wola, the Wola massacre, which he indiscriminately massacred Polish combatants along with civilian men, women, and children. Hmm. It's not like they were just looking for partisans. They were just like anybody. Yeah, yeah. And this is when I mean they were doing some horrible stuff here. I was hmm. reading about this uh, earlier today. Um, up to forty thousand civilians were murdered by their group. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. 40,000 people. And it was like, I, some of it was like, you know, they did get results, especially when it came to fighting partisans, seizing the weapons of partisans. Uh, but also as the war went on, the Nazis got more and more desperate where they're like, you know, okay, yeah, we're going to have criminals now. You know what? We're going to get these old men, get put them in SS uniforms. Hey, 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 Timmy, Just Timmy, I know you're eight, but point. guess what? You're going to the Russian front. <laughs> and you know what? All those flightless birds, they're going to strap bombs onto them. You know, they were just getting anybody they could. They killed 40,000 people less than two weeks, including hospital patients and staff. God damn. Yeah, they were saying here, uh, this, uh, this guy, Matthias Schenk, a Belgian mm. national who is serving in the area as a German army sapper, which I'm not quite sure what that is. Mm. Um, he witnessed an incident in which 500 small children were murdered. Hmm. He said, after the door of the building was blown off, we saw a daycare full of small children, around 500, hmm. all with small hands in the air. Even Durlevager's own people called him a butcher. He hmm. ordered them to, to kill them all. The shots were fired, but then he requested his men to save ammo and finish them off with rifle butts and bayonets. Hmm. 500 kids. 
Blood and brain matter flowed in streams down the stairs. Dude, I mean, it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's unreal to think that this guy was a decorated official. Just shows you how, like, insane yeah. the Nazis were, especially at that point. I mean, this is, like, already, you know, 1942, mm. you know, after, like, 1943. When, when did, when did uh, Hitler die? 1945. 45, yeah. So mm. this is kind of towards the end, showing the desperation of the Nazis. Yeah. To even, like, you know, to even have uh, a brigade like this. Mm. Um, also in the, 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 the Wolda district here, he burned three hospitals with patients inside. Um, <sighs> nurses were whipped, gang raped and ha- hung naked Jesus. together with the doctors. Yeah. Yeah. Later they drank, raped and murdered their way through the old town. Just slaughtering civilians and fighters alike with no distinction for age or sex. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unreal. It's insane. So what, what happened to the guy? Um, well, uh, I mean, at, like when the war was ending, um, I think he did what a lot of SS guys tried to do and like found some like scarecrows clothes and put them on and, you know, maybe, <laughs> like, maybe, oh, scraped, Nazi. Yeah, maybe <laughs> scraped his like SS tattoo off his arm or something <laughs> and just tried to be like, oh yeah, I'm just, I don't know, Polish refugee. Just a peasant. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. doing peasant things. But apparently there was some like, um, you know, Jew that had been, sent to a concentration camp and liberated by the French and recognized them. Oh, well, I yeah. mean, with a face like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would be like, uh, uh, this guy, I mean, you're not going to forget a face like that. <laughs> no, you, you, no, you are not. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it says mm. uh, there's a lot of theories mm. about uh, Derlevanger's death. Mm-hmm. But he was captured by uh, free French forces in Germany. And they said that he died in their hands or people said that he died in their hands on June 8th, allegedly killed, beaten to death by Polish soldiers. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, after what he did in Poland. Sure, yeah. Uh, you'd think like, yeah, we're going to probably beat the fuck out of this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, a- another thing he did that he also got in trouble for is that um, it was very, I assume his list, I guess, because he had like his personal assistant when he was doing all this shit was a, was a Jewish woman that he was banging. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, he expressed certain uh, uh, yeah, protective detention. Uh, Did this guy have a yeah. family? He made an extraordinary effort to free a Jewish woman, an interpreter employed by him, um, who was arrested by the Gestapo uh, and suspected in complicity in crime and of illicit sexual relations with her. Wow. Yeah. You know what's interesting too about their Levanker is how mm. come like no one knows about it? Like how come there aren't that many books about it? How come there are no movies about this guy? It is kind of weird, yeah. Yeah, isn't it kind of odd? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to know how Tom knew about this guy. Tom's like really into Nazis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like every- in the same way that like Mark Furman is uh, <laughs> into Nazis or what? But what I wonder is, uh, you know, Nazis obviously when people. Yeah read about Nazis they're just like yeah Hitler evil guy killing a lot of Jews but you never know like even Nazis considered Derlevanger to be evil yeah like he was he was definitely like one of the most evil people around sure. at that time yeah but I, I'm it's just interesting I wonder if like the Nazis over the years are kind of like trying to distance themselves or even the Germans are trying to distance themselves from this guy like I don't know I mean there's like a band of marauders out there that did this stuff but none of it was officially sanctioned <laughs> You know? I mean, I, I think they try to distance themselves from a lot. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man. I think they, uh, but yeah, also apparently he, um, uh, he had uh, a monkey. Daryl Longo had a monkey? Yeah, like Jack Sparrow, you know, <laughs> um, or fucking the other guy. Yeah. Tales of the Gold Monkey. The monkey was said to have accompanied him everywhere, including Poland. Wait, he just walked around with this monkey on his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> well, because like, like when I first read it, and it's like, oh, it's a bunch of poachers. I imagine them like, uh, you know, remember Craven the Hunter, the Spider-Man villain? No. He was like a Spider-Man villain who was like a he had like a bow and arrow. He was like a Russian. Uh, he wore like a fucking. I don't even know, like a cheetah vest, and he had—he was like a Russian, and he had like, a, basically, he was like a hunter who went around the world hunting the most dangerous game, and he's like tried to hunt Spider-Man, you know? Oh, he's, yeah. Oh, okay. He's like Spider-Man, you are the most dangerous game. I will kill you. You know, that was his whole thing. Hmm. That's uh, how I imagined his unit was just like <laughs> full of a bunch of eccentric, psychopathic weirdos. You know? Well, I'm amazed that they got along with each other. Yeah. You'd think there'd be a lot of infighting going on with those guys. Right. Like, I don't like him. He's a rapist. I don't right. like him because he's criminally insane. That guy's a pedophile. But instead, it's just like, now we all get along and let's just collectively do even more evil things to people. Look, guys, we've all seen Dirty Dozen. We've yeah. all seen Suicide Squad. You know? Yeah. They can yeah. bond. They can, they can, they can bond, bond over, And then they like, get things. It's, a, it's about yeah. teamwork yeah. in the end. That's what it's about. You know, yeah. you want to kill. That's the thing. You want to kill 40,000 people in two weeks. You got, there's no I in team. Yeah. You know, you got to work together. It's efficient. That's for sure. Damn. Anyway, I'll have to check that out. That What's the name of that book? You said there are two books. Uh, yeah, there's another one. This one looked like the most reasonable one. Um, it's called the, the, but it's not a very good read. It's very dry. Yeah. Durlevanger, yeah. SS Durlevanger Brigade, the Black Hunters or something like that. I'm about yeah. to look at, I'm going to look into this a bit more, but pretty mm. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank mm -hmm. you, Tom, for uh, pointing that out. Uh, people, it's episode 661 here of Sick and Wrong. We got news stories coming up next, and we have some phone calls after that. You had some phone calls about furries. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> so it's mm -hmm. a, we're, we get to revisit that topic. Fantastic. You can never get enough of that. Mm -hmm. uh, before we get to our first story, uh, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. So the first story we have here is... Uh Basically about a young Michael Myers. It's a young Michael Myers here. Did you see the new Halloween? No. I haven't seen that. I never, I didn't even like the old Halloweens. I don't like, like I don't, I don't like him as a villain. I don't care. Yeah, I was kind of, I always thought it was just, he was very one dimensional, you know, compared to Leatherface and his whole family. You know, it's like, I always like Leatherface better than Michael Myers. But like Michael Myers and Jason, same kind of deal, you know. Same kind of deal, except Jason is like, at least Jason, you know, you could do something and then all of a sudden he'll somehow magically morph back into his child self 
if you um, drown yeah, him. Yeah, if you, you drown know? him, man. Um, and also had, and also he's fucking Grendel, right? Oh yeah, I guess Jason he is. is Grendel. Yeah, Jason's yeah. mom. Jason's he, mom. Yeah. yeah, she she came out. Was that Boom. that was like the what the third one or second one? I feel like that was in the first one too. His mom? I yeah, think she was in this. Was it? No, his mom was. Yeah, she was the one behind. She was the one who rose him from the dead to attack everybody in the first one. I thought I must have been sane. Yeah, I'm, it's been I'm a while sure, since I've seen yeah. those. Um, you know the the new one. What's weird about the Michael Myers universe or whatever? Yeah franchise is so there was the first one that came out the first halloween right and then they did what like 11 movies and did they really that, do that many yeah movies? they're like 11 movies the and then this one the recent one came out and they just kind of were like let's disregard all 11 of those movies hmm. this is like 30 years after the incident jesus h crow yeah um this kid's probably worse though hmm. this kid's probably worse a teen accused of killing and bury, burying his mother, definitely a sociopath, says a sheriff. Hmm. A 15-year-old boy from uh, Dabari, Florida, of course, uh, accused of murdering his mother will remain in juvenile custody for now because uh, they're not sure whether or not to try this kid as an adult. Okay. Um, sheriff Mike Chitwood said that Gregory Ramos is one of the top three sociopaths he has ever encountered. Hmm. The boy confessed to murdering his mother, uh, 46-year-old Gail Clevenger, and then burying her body. Um, but it's more than the act itself that brought Chitwood to call the teenager a soulless individual. Mm. It kind of reminds me of the doctor uh, that was like, you know, the doctor that was uh, Michael Myers' doctor. Remember him? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, to I, for some reason, I, I always get him mixed up in my mind with um, the little woman from Poltergeist. But they don't even look anything they're alike. Short, She's like three they're, feet tall. They're both short. <laughs> Caroline. Yeah. Whatever. She's dead. Is she? I think they're uh, both dead. Yeah, of course she's dead. But that I just remember that doctor was just like, to look into his eyes. Yeah. There's a darkness that is pure evil. Right. Well, maybe you should have fucking not, you know, let him escape, you idiot. Um, Chitwood said yeah. to watch how cold and callous he was I think it was probably the most shocking thing for all of us no sign of remorse whatsoever mm. he killed his mom okay at this time it's unclear if Ramos will be charged as an adult so he's being held at this juvenile center along with um, his two friends his accomplices here Dylan uh, Seglarak and Brian Poros both 17 to be on super they're, they're actually a judge ordered them to be on supervised home detention their families testified in court and said they believe home detention is the best option but the prosecutors question if home detainment is heavy enough punishment. I mean, both these boys were charged with uh, acting as accessories to first-degree murder. And they're yeah. 17. Where is this again? When... Florida. Yeah, okay. That's you, weird. Isn't that kind of weird? It's yeah. like you help someone bury their dead mother, mm -hmm. and yet you get home detention. Mm. Yeah, no, that's a pretty weak DA. That's why they have so many problems with voting over there. Yeah, I thought, I, I don't know. I would assume it's like, oh, you do something, you know, approaching murder. It's like, it's off to the cool hand loop jail where you have to do weird work in the heat and stuff, you know? Especially if you're 17. It's not like mm. they're 14 year olds. Right. I mean, the kid, the kid that murdered his mom is 15. Mm. So I can understand where they're trying to weigh whether or not to try him as an adult. But these other two are 17 years old. Yeah. And they love, down south, they love trying 12 year olds as adults. Yeah. It's like the national pastime down there, you know? Yeah. Uh, th this is kind of interesting, too. Ramos, the kid that murdered his mother, was a police explorer. 
with mm. the Orange City Police Department. That's a program in which young people mm. work with deputies as volunteers. Like you shadow a deputy. Yeah. He uh, wanted to study criminal justice and uh, crime scene investigation. Um, he also said he wanted to be a homicide detective as a career. That's what he was looking forward to doing. Okay. Yeah. This is prior to murdering his mother. Yeah, yeah. Um, would you ever have done that? Would you do that? Would I murder my mother? No. Would you like be a, a junior woodchuck here following around a cop? Do you ever know any kids that did this? What do you mean following around a cop? That's what he did. He was a police explorer, like a young police explorer. Oh, just... no. I mean, I, I did a ride-along, you know? When did you do a ride-along? When I was fucking applying for the oh, stupid yeah. job. Okay, yeah. but I'm saying when you were like in junior high. No, fuck all that shit. I mean, I fucking know? hated cops yeah. back then, too. Yeah. You know, I think I, I don't know why. Like, I don't, where do you develop this like inherent distrust of cops? I think I got it from my mom. Hmm. She never liked cops. I think you just get it from being like a, you know, teenager. A ne'er do well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A ne'er do well, exactly. <laughs> a yeah. ne'er do well. That's what yeah. happens. But yeah, I did. well, because if you, whenever you have a run in with a cop, even if you're like fucking white, you know what I mean. Like, if given the opportunity to be a dick. They will be a dick in a way that leaves a lasting fucking impression. You know? Yeah. No, that that's so. I think that's the whole point of it. They're trying yeah. to scare you straight. Mm. Um I had a neighbor, I forget that guy's name, John, um, who was like that. He was like a junior woodchuck. He like mm. always walked around with like a fucking walkie talkie, like a police mm. radio. Mm. Um he rode along with the cops. So we're always Is really that even legal? To have a police radio? Yeah, he had a police radio. He okay. always and, and I was mm. always wary of this kid. He was my next door neighbor, but mm. I was always wary of like we had parties because I thought he was going to call the cops on us. Yeah, you know, for having like underage drinking next door. Hmm. Yeah, All right. spy. Anyway, so uh, authorities were first alerted of this crime when Ramos called nine one one after he got home from school. Mm. He claimed to have arrived home to find his house burglarized. And his mother missing with her car running. The phone call is something Ramos would later tell uh, police detectives uh, it should be considered award-winning due to his performance. Mm. Yeah, this kid took a lot of pride in that. Uh, when deputies arrived, they began to realize that things were a bit awry. Things were off. He said Ramos had scratches on his face consistent with wounds inflicted in self-defense. And the scene just seemed suspicious. Hmm. Like it seemed staged. Yeah. Um, after gathering evidence and then interviewing his two accomplices, Seglerick and Porus, uh, they confronted Ramos. Um, the sheriff said that uh, his two accomplices completely confessed to helping Ramos stage the burglary scene and bury his mother's body, which is classic police interrogation technique. Split the group up. Oh, yeah. You ever notice that? Oh, yeah. They always do that. Yeah, makes sense. What you need to do in that situation, I, th I think, you know, you're nervous you're intimidated by the cops and mm. they're and they're talking all their shit about you going to prison and all this. You just have to be like, nope, I didn't do anything. Just keep denying it. Just, just Donald Trump does this perfectly. Sure, yeah. Just completely deny everything until you have to, until you're proven guilty. Yep. You know, and that but yet it's so it's so simple to take like two seventeen year olds, scare the shit out of them, and then have them confess. Mm -hmm. And once you get two, you know, contradicting another one's story were the parents uh, present during questioning? No. No, he <laughs> right there. Yeah, he like took these these two kids and then they confessed. Were the confessions uh, admissible in court? 
That's interesting. I don't know why really Atticus Finch properly. over here all of a sudden, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> now, um, Your Honor, were the uh, confessions are uh, permissible in court? <laughs> Upon further interrogation, Ramos, who is initially denying everything, eventually mm. confessed as well mm. to, to murdering his mother. And he didn't seem emotional about it at all. Mm. He used expletives. Uh, he said, I'll tell you what happened. In detail, very cold, calculated, and proud of what he did. Hmm. In fact, he almost seemed to be boasting about it. He said that uh, he and his mother got into an argument around midnight uh, over a D grade that he had received at school. Hmm. He said he then just grabbed her and strangled her to death. Hmm. Um, she fell unconscious. He thought he'd kill her. He went outside to go get a wheelbarrow to move the body. But when he came back in the, in the house, he realized that she wasn't actually dead yet. She was still alive. Da, 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 da. <laughs> he then proceeded to spend 30 minutes strangling his mother again. Oh, okay. I thought it would be like he came back in and then the body's gone. The body's gone. <laughs> and it's like, oh shit, you know. <laughs> That's a yeah. Mike Myers thing to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, this just kind of goes to show you, you know, everyone thinks like, oh, you just strangle someone then they're dead. It's, mm. not, that, it's not that simple. Mm-hmm. You've really got to like really strangle some you gotta like crush the larynx completely yeah you know i i think it's better just to use a garrote or some other device i don't know why i mean obviously this is like a crime of passion here the kid like freaked out mm. and he's a psychopath yeah but anyway 30 minutes strangled his mother killed her again he then dragged her body to the car and he called his two friends to help him bury her um <laughs> initially his friend hung up on him. He's like, nah, I'm not going to yeah. do this. And his other friend just didn't answer the phone. But eventually, after he kept calling him, they picked up his calls and agreed to help him out. That is one good thing about, about getting older is that once you, once you hit 30, when your friend calls you up in the middle of the night to, to help him bury his mother, you could be like, you know what? Go to Home Depot and, and hire some Mexican guys. Because, <laughs> you know, you, you should have the money to, to just do this yourself by now. You know, you know, I would hard pass on that anyway. Even if it was yeah. a good friend of mine, I'd be like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. No. And, but the worst, what he probably would do, like, hey, come on over. I got a surprise for you guys. And then right. you come over and once you see the body, mm. aren't you an accessory? Yes. Or unless you left. But I mean, mm. if you leave, you're, you're still an accessory. Yeah, unless you call the to, cops. Yeah, you're supposed to call the cops. Yeah. yeah so um, authorities said that the three boys were a tight knit friend group. The sheriff compared them to the shooters of the Columbine High School massacre. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know if they're the trench coat mafia Dylan or something. Dylan Klebold and something or other. <laughs> I forget the other yeah. guy. Uh, deputies said the three worked together to uh, bury a hurt, the mother's body at a fire pit where they often spent time drinking and doing drugs. Then they staged the entire crime scene, including hiding the stolen electronics. Say what you will about the Columbine shooters. They had a journal with a lot of Doom fan art in it. Oh, yeah. The computer game I Doom. I forgot about that. They, they loved did. that shit, yeah. Did I mean, they have, like, did they plan it out, though, with maps and everything? Yes. And, yeah. yeah. They're meticulous, those guys. Uh, the fire pit here was chosen because Ramos believed the ground was malleable. Hmm. He said uh, in his classes, he, um, he uses knowledge of crime scene analysis from watching uh, like CSI and mm. taking class in school to disguise the scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, he said, he, this is what he said to the cops during the questioning. I did a really good job staging everything, didn't I? And the cops were like, well, you know, not that bad. <laughs> um, Ramos told authorities that he killed his mother as a preemptive strike, believing that one day she would kill him. 
Hmm. Though deputies said they found no evidence of uh, an abusive relationship. I thought you were going to say two. believing that one day she would rise again. Yeah. <laughs> I hope actually she does rise again and then yeah. kill him. Yep. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It, it, it takes a certain mentality to murder your mother and then just speak so unemotionally, so matter of fact about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't think I possess that skill. <laughs> what do you have here for the second story? Well, he murdered his girlfriend's cows and mom after she talked him into it to stop her abuse. <laughs> this is actually kind of a famous story. Mm. And, you know, it's quite possible that we actually did this story like three years ago whenever it happened. Okay. However, this is an update because now um, I think the, uh, the kid that murdered the mom is, uh, has been tracked. This is such a complicated story. Like, I had to like reread it at least three times and I still barely understand what the fuck is going on here. You got to look at, uh, mm. you also have to look at pictures of the characters involved. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm. All right. Um, <clears throat> the ex-boyfriend of Gypsy Rose Blanchard, the Missouri woman who orchestrated the murder of her mother after being forced to portray herself as terminally ill for nearly her entire life has been found guilty for his part in the killing. So people might remember this because if you see pictures of this girl, like she was, for 20 years of her life, her mom made her believe that she had terminally, or terminal cancer. Oh, because the Munchausen uh, yeah, by proxy. Munchausen by okay. proxy yeah, is yeah, what's yeah. going on here. Okay, yeah. And so if you see pictures of her as a girl, like she, like the mom shaved her head. Yeah. She like was you know uh re really really thin like she appeared mm. like desiccated and you look at her and you're just like yeah like i would look at you and think you had some terminal illness but meanwhile she actually was completely healthy her mom was a, just an insane person remember the adventures of baron munchausen the oh, terry yeah, gilliam wasn't film? That, uh, robin williams isn't that right yeah, Robin Williams played yeah. like the King of the Moon or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I, forgot, I haven't seen that in a, a long time. A young Sarah Polly was in it. Um, I kind of like that period movie. of Terry Gilliam. Yeah. He did Brazil. Jonathan Price was fucking in it. Yeah. He did Brazil. Yep. He did uh, Time Bandits. Mm -hmm. Did that come out around then? Yeah. So Probably one of the best films uh, to, to feature dwarves. Uh, I don't know, man. Have you seen Even Dwarves Started Small? No. It's, I it's a Werner Herzog movie from the 70s about a bunch of um, uh, mentally challenged dwarves in a mental asylum who take it over and start fucking shit up. It's a work of fiction? Or is uh, it a documentary? It's a, no, it's a fiction, fiction oh. movie. Wow, even Werner dwarves Herzog. started yeah. small. Yeah. They crucify a monkey. Whoa. And this is Werner Herzog in the 70s, so he's like, yeah, we, we need at least four monkeys. <laughs> for, you know, we have to do four takes of this. So... Um, it's a, that's a weird fucking movie, man. Yeah, yeah. That is a weird fucking movie. Check this out. I think that's a fucking movie that inspired Crispin Glover to do something similarly later on. Wait, the the movie that he did, this is not it or whatever. Yeah, yeah that was inspired. Or no, by, what is it? What yeah. is it? Is the movie? Did you yeah. ever see that? No. Yeah, we act, I actually saw the premiere of that at mm. the Castro Theater, where and he mm. was there answering questions afterwards. Mm. It's basically like porn with Down syndrome people, right? Yeah. Not a pleasant experience. Yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Godijan was found guilty on Friday of first-degree murder in the June 2015 stabbing death of Gypsy's mother. 
Dee Dee Blanchard. Dee Dee Blanchard. Dee Dee Blanchard. You got to get the names down here. Yeah. You got Gypsy Rose, you got yeah. Dee Dee, and you got, what's that guy's name? Nicholas Goldijan. Nicholas Goldijan. Yeah. Um, like, what the, Dee Dee Blanchard and Gypsy Rose. What? <laughs> There's like the two, you know, this this sound like the sisters from Carnival, you know? Yeah, they're from Missouri, something. though. Okay, yeah. Makes sense. Uh, well, and, and how do you not be a showman or a show woman, I guess, with those names like that, you know? And show business? Come on. I'm, I'm surprised yeah. the mom wasn't, mm. you know, turning her daughter into a freak mm. and like charging admission to see her. Right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, while no one disputed whether Godijan killed Didi, his attorneys had argued that he was manipulated by Gypsy to kill her mom and should have his tr charges reduced to second-degree murder. The verdict reportedly means Godijan is automatically sentenced to life in prison without po possibility of parole. Uh, on Thursday, Gypsy testified that she came up with the plan to kill her mother because it was the only way she could escape her life of abuse. So that's the that's the thing about this. Like Gypsy is in prison currently, mm -hmm. but don't you think this is a mitigating circumstance? I mean, this this girl was abused for like two decades. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. But yeah, you'd yeah. think if you're a jury, you'd be like, well, you know, I can understand killing your mom. Um, I I think it it was a planned murder. I mean, it's planned murder or premeditated. Yeah, premeditated. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's probably the thing that did her in. Uh, in 2016, Gypsy pleaded guilty to second-degree murder. She's serving 10 years in prison. Um, so she'll, she'll probably be out in, uh, you know, a couple of years. So what's interesting, too, I was looking at a, mm. a picture of her today. So you see a picture of her when she was like, I don't know, 12, and mm -hmm. she looks like, yeah, like a, like a Holocaust survivor. Mm. But then you look at her now, she's a normal girl. Hmm. And she's not even that old. I mean, was her mother poisoning her food like in the sixth sense or something? Oh yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and beating her and and starving her mm. and shaving her head. You know, I mean, yeah. And, and then not to mention the girls like, and she was also like giving her medication. Yeah. Next thing you know, Haley Joel Osment showing up at your mm. funeral, and then he gets fat. And then Bruce Willis is there, but not really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> on uh pfft. yeah i just ruined that movie for everyone mm -hmm. sorry look if you haven't seen it you know come on don't uh, yeah she told the court how two weeks before her mother's murder she changed her mind because she started having doubts and second thoughts but after the pair got into an argument days later gypsy decided Dee, Dee had to die and told goldajon her then boyfriend to travel from wisconsin to missouri to kill her I'm amazed that this girl had a boyfriend yeah. with how she looked. I mean, she looked like she was like, you know, shaved head, dying. She kind of looked like uh, like the real schlitzy. Okay. But yet this guy is all like, yeah, I'll be your boyfriend. Yeah. Hmm. Well, there's somebody for everyone, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, let me see here. Yeah, so um, when asked who talked who into killing Dee Dee, Gypsy responded in court, I did. I talked him into, into it. Hmm. So, text messages shared in court on Tuesday showed the tumultuous relationship the pair had leading up to Dee Dee's death. So wait, when you say the pair, Dee Dee and her mom, or wait, Dee Dee and Gypsy, or Gypsy and the 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 boyfriend? No, the boyfriend. 
Oh, okay. So yeah, the yeah. boyfriend and yeah. uh, Gypsy had a tumultuous relationship. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, using pet names like Deer, Hun, Daddy, and Daughter, Godzhan and Gypsy discussed having a child together and starting a new life. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Weird. Uh, Gypsy told the court she would call herself Godejan's slave and refer to him as her master. All right, now it's taking a really weird turn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. I thought this was kind of like a regular relationship, but now we're kind of getting into like BDSM or something. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. You know, everybody's... Master slave. Yeah, everybody's doing it now. Yeah. Uh, fashionable. Yeah. In one conversation, Godejan reportedly referenced suicide though it's unclear whether he was serious. Yep. Experts have said that Gypsy was the victim of Munchausen by proxy, a rare form of abuse in which a guardian, in this case Gypsy's mother, exaggerates or induces illness in a child for attention and sympathy. You know, you don't read about that very often. How many times have you actually heard of that? I've never met anyone who suffered it. Hmm. I guess I've heard news stories, and then it's also like, you know... I don't know. I could think of probably at least two episodes of House that dealt with it, you know? <laughs> so, and of course, The Sixth Sense. Let's not forget that little number. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, Dee Dee began to abuse Gypsy soon after she was born up until Dee Dee's death when Gypsy was 23. Wow, it's like two decades of abuse. Yeah. So does Gypsy Rose, whatever the fuck, does she look fine now? Like, yeah, that, that's no, what I was saying before. Yeah. It's like, you look at her mm. when she's being abused, mm. and you look at her now, you're like, wow. Hmm. Like, there, there, there is nothing wrong with that girl. Right. But there is something severely wrong with that mother. Dear God. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, um, po- I'll post a before and after pic on the site. Oh, my God. What's going on? Yeah, now she looks okay. Um, well, but, she, looks, she looks normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's like some... But the weird part about it, her boyfriend was all was all into her when she looked all terminally ill. Yeah, that's kind of weird. But there's some like really insane pictures of of, of these two ma- maniacs, you know? Like, look at look at this. Wow, what the that fuck is, is that? <laughs> that's really unsettling. Who is over there? What are they holding? Is that a dog? Oh my god, that's her on the left. She looks like it looks like they're both like uh, in, escaped from some kind of like I don't know carnival themed upbeat version That's of gray gardens or something yeah yeah, yeah they're holding a, a a very it's like cross gray gardens with freaks hmm. a very depressed like a crossover. Uh, oh god she does look like she let's see a very depressed um chihuahua they're wow. holding yeah so my god what a weird weird yeah it's a fucking, bizarre story yeah uh before her murder Dee Dee had convinced her friends family and community that her daughter was a terminally ill teenager with the mind of a seven-year-old who suffered from muscular dystrophy, leukemia, and other ailments. Jesus, how many ailments yeah, yeah. can a kid possibly have? And before you're like, wait a second, who said you, who, what doctor told you that she had that many ailments? Yeah, and that's like, At that point, I'd be calling bullshit. Because it's like, okay, well, we're going to starve you, and you have to pretend, like, you know, we're going to go to Thanksgiving and just... Don't say anything other than I like turtles over and over again. You know, that's and it. Remember, that's all you, can you say. got AIDS, muscular dystrophy, yeah, yeah. syphilis, <laughs> congenital heart deficiencies. You also have the rocket pneumonia and yeah. the boogie woogie flu. Polio. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Holy Christ. Um, 
Just Gypsy testified Thursday that she believed her mom and thought she was suffering from cancer and terminal illnesses. Dee Dee beat and punched her behind closed doors. I feared her more than I feared anyone else, she mm. told the court. Gypsies only learned the extent of the abuse after Dee Dee was found dead in her home in Springfield, where she relocated with Gypsy from Louisiana after Hurricane Katrina. Don't you think at one point after like, I don't know, by the time you're like 16 or 17, you'd be like, could I go see a doctor and just have them tell me, you know, the status of my cancer? Because I've been terminally ill for over a decade now. Why am I still alive? Right. Yeah. I wonder how the mom, or maybe, I mean, maybe she wasn't educated. So I wonder she, how she lost her teeth. I wonder if the mom just knocked the fucking teeth out. Your teeth out. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. God. Mm-hmm. Uh, days later, Gypsy and Godijan were arrested. Investigators determined that she had enlisted him to help plot and carry out her mother's murder. On Friday morning, before closing statements, members of the jury heard from a doctor who testified that Godijan has autism spectrum disorder. Mm. Yeah. Okay. He's on the spectrum. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Well. Which, is, which is like, great. <laughs> How does that, you know... <laughs> Well, like what, what? Come on, guys. You know, like yeah. So he, you know, he he plays way more Minecraft than other people. You know, and he murdered a woman. That's the thing with that's the thing when when people say like, oh, he has Down syndrome, then be like, oh, okay, well maybe then he didn't know what he was doing. But when you say autism, it's like okay. I mean, I guess it depends on where on the, where you are on the spectrum. But yeah. most autistic guys are like functioning enough where you could kill somebody. If somebody's saying autism spectrum disorder it usually means it's probably not something noticeable you know yeah like, like Asperger's or something yeah like generally if, if somebody's like oh yeah my child has autism it means like they they're seven and they haven't spoken yet or something you know generally so yeah and I mm-hmm. think there's a difference between that and like full on Rain Man right. autism like, yeah. that's like a whole other that's right. the other side of the spectrum yeah so what what did the did the kid get life imprisonment or is he uh, yeah he got life mm-hmm. oh. yeah and Gypsy's still trying to help him out Without she only pop- got ten years yeah yeah mm-hmm. to see what happens yeah what what is that girl gonna do when she gets out of prison um like how do you enter back into society after two decades of uh, thinking you're terminally ill being beaten by your mother mm. Munchausen by proxy. And then you get out, and then uh, after you've uh, arranged her murder, and now it's like, okay, you're free. Like, I, I don't know. Like, if you're her uncle, would you be like, yeah, I don't know if you can live with us, but uh, yeah, I'll I mean, put it's, you up at the Red Roof Inn for a couple weeks. Yeah, it's pretty fucking weird. You know, it's it's like, I don't know, the like, the vampiric version of JonBenet Ramsey, you know? Yeah, yeah. Instead of forcing like, your daughter into doing the fucking pageant the circuit pageants. and going like, ah, I'm a Yankee doodle dandy, you know? You're just like fucking sucking the life out of her, literally. Just because, so she'll always be dependent on you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Mm. Anyway. All right. uh, people, send your story. Stick around podcast at gmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, before we get to our first call, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire's crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand. And that can only mean one thing. 
It's still December. Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at AdamEve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. Show your loved ones you still care and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys. Hallelujah. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Um, the first, actually, it's a series. It's a three-parter. Mm-hmm. This guy's a new listener. Goes by the name of Mr. H. And Mr. H was a part of the furry community. Oh, my. Yeah. So last week we did a story about furries, mm. and uh, which kind of carried on to Facebook where you and I were mm. arguing about how much uh, of uh, furries are about sex and how much it isn't about sex mm. and if sex is involved. And then uh, this guy kind of clears it up because he was an actual furry. Okay. Like he was in the community mm. for a period of time. So uh, let's play part one. Hello, guys. Mr. H from the UK here. First time caller, short term listener. You're lucky I fucking called. Uh, I want to talk about furries because you guys did uh, quite a long bit about how confused you are about whether it's sexual and whatnot. And um, although I'm not technically a furry, uh, I'm not an authority on the subject, I did kind of throw myself into their culture um, for a couple of months, probably about five years ago now. I actually went to a fur meet to meet the London furs one Saturday. But. Let's, I know I've only got three minutes, so there's probably going to be a couple more calls after this because I've got a lot to say. So, first of all, let's talk about fursuits. There are three ways a person can acquire a fursuit. The first way is to make it yourself. Uh, some people do this, but homemade fursuits are really fucking obvious and they look shit. second way to do it is to buy a second-hand fursuit, which is... Oh, and posers wear the homemade fursuits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the, the third way to do it is to murder the mascot of the Columbus, Ohio Bobcats, you know, and then you just take it. But, I mean, how can you make a homemade fucking furry outfit? I mean, they, they, they're like People full make on homemade ma- fucking cosplay outfits, you Yeah, know? but cosplay is one thing. Like a furry outfit, it's like got the eyes and the, it looks like a fucking mascot. If you know how to sew a stuffed animal... You could probably figure out how to make a giant one that you can... I definitely wouldn't do a secondhand one. With one of the, I don't know, chicken wire frame and stuff. I don't know. You know, at Disneyland, when they have those those outfits, do you think they clean them? When, uh, when it's like your shift to wear the goofy outfit, do you think they clean it? Or do you have to get into someone's like B.O. smelling goofy detritus? I would hope to Christ they clean it, yeah. <laughs> or maybe you have your own or something. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder how that mm. works is a little bit weird by itself because why would you have a fursuit made or make one for a persona, a fursona that you want to adopt and then drop that <laughs> a persona completely and give it to someone else? Seems a bit weird. The third way and the most popular way to get a fursuit is to have one commissioned um, and made for you by a fursuit professional. Now these people, they have a craft, they have skills and they can do it properly. They know about to the dimensions of the eyes and the face and all that stuff to make it either derpy or cute or hmm. derpy or derpy? cute. Okay, okay, okay. I can, I can see that because yeah. don't they have the, the face of like usually they're kind of that like maniacal smile. Right, yeah. Or, yeah, or mm. kind of derp, like a goofy as kind of a derp expression. At first I thought he was just like, oh, they know how to make the dimensions of the eyes and the face. It's like, and then I thought it was good to stop there. Like, uh, 
bigger than regular human eyes. Got it. <laughs> Done deal. Or suggestively sexy or whatever, which we'll get to. Um, <laughs> typically, they can cost anything from sort of $1,000 for a decent one up to whatever you're willing to spend. Um, typically, around $3,000. Three grand? Pretty good mark for a, a really well-made, uh, made-to-last fursuit that is exactly to your specifications in terms of color and size and da -da -da -da, all the rest of it. Now, the fact that they cost so much... Yeah, I mean, this is, this is why it was so expensive for me to make um, a costume of my persona, Foxana Bayul, the fox girl, <laughs> you know? It's just like, I'm like <laughs> trying to, just to picture myself asking the rabbi for like, Dad, can I borrow some money for my fursona yeah you know i'm i'm a a badger it just my dad i could just see that the, the confusion yeah. on his face you know what you, they, yeah that's when you a see badger. The, <laughs> why are you a badger that's when it's like the parents like oh shit we made a mistake coming to this country you know yeah I know, but that's when that happens like my dad big like, i told you we should have wore a condom <laughs> Yeah, it's like we should never have come to this country. Yeah, that's that's when you need like you know immigrant parents, <laughs> you know, because they'll be like, "You want to do what? No, you go to college for engineering, you know, like, and that's it. There's yeah, no other thing." That's you know? I know. It seems like furries are such a first world thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you, you don't see people in fucking Malaysia, you know, in Malaysia or like fucking Africa and like Sudan, you know, wearing fur suits. Mm -mm. No, their their fetish is like running water <laughs> you know that's like their sexual fetish eating a stick because yeah, yeah. that's all you have to eat electricity you yeah. know initially um should be a red flag in terms of sexuality because who's going to want to get dirty jizz stains all over a three thousand pound suit it's, it doesn't make any sense you ask any furry that spent a lot of money on their suit and they will tell you there's no way that they're even going to like put it in the washing machine or wear it in the rain let alone jizz all over it or let someone else jizz all over it you know that's the issue with cosplay outfits what like my girlfriend has like these cosplay outfits of like some of these you know she had custom made or mm. she worked on them and spent a lot of money on these outfits she will not wear those outfits in the bedroom right you know yeah. that's the thing hmm. you gotta have like shitty cosplay outfits for that yeah i know i have some yeah yeah so <laughs> just jizz stain however there is a particular type of fursuit that has a different name i can't remember that does have those zippers and the flaps and the bum flaps so you can get in and out and do all of that stuff so the, yeah that definitely the does exist flaps. but it is in the minority so that's how you get fursuits um, in fact, if you want one made professionally, you have to make what's called a duct tape dummy. You wrap yourself in duct tape and send that to the maker, and then they've got your dimensions and all the rest of it. Um, I looked into it, didn't what? do it, and I'll tell you why on the next call. BRB, duct AFK. tape dummy. Because that's only part one. I mean, I'm glad this guy called in, but my God, I feel like I've sat down to watch a fucking 45-minute documentary. <laughs> <Holy> shit. <laughs> the fetishes that mm. make us. Mm. But with duct tape dummy, you wrap yourself up in duct tape and... How 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 does that work? What did you hear me said? Yeah, yeah, like you yeah. Make a duct I know. Tape dummy? I know. What, is what, do, you, what do you wear to send to them? Mm. I don't get how it works. I guess you like you'll do your arm, then you'll do your other arm, and then you then take you'll it do off? a torso, and you put it probably put it together and send it to them. I don't think you do it all at once on yourself and then suffocate to death. I don't think that's what he probably <laughs> meant. You know. <laughs> 
Bizarre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. He calls back with part two. More furry information. Hello, Mr. H in the UK again, part two. So I was talking about fursuits. Um, I first initially got interested in uh, in furries because uh, I was actually turned on by a couple of things that I saw. I thought I'll look into this. Um, I am straight, but uh, I knew that there was quite a homosexual uh, agenda going on, it would seem, in the furry community. So I thought, I want to investigate this. I want to look into it. So I went to go and meet the London Furs. This is years ago. They meet twice a month on Saturdays. In- what do you think he was turned on by? I'd like to... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I want to know. Like, is it a, a specific type just of creature? Inexplicable urge to just plow the Hamburglar without his consent. Yeah, like, <laughs> I want to know what it was that uh, rubble, you were turned rubble. on by. Yeah. <laughs> London. And there's a lot of actual fursuited people there, and also a lot of furries that weren't in their fursuits, but still refer to themselves as furries. There were even a couple of pop furs, which means popular furs, which are ones that are on Twitter and social media, and those ones actually do a lot of stuff for charity, which is great. Look, They're verified, I guess. Yeah. Verified mm-hmm. fur people? <laughs> okay. Pop furs. Yeah. I want to know, who, who's the most popular fur? Wolf Blitzer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cosmic Woofy is a pop fur in uh, around London. Um, so I went to this meeting and I was I wasn't surprised to see that it was mostly men uh, or well young men. Um, and going around and chatting to a lot of these young men, it was clear to me that some of them were quite effeminate and some of them were openly gay. Others were clearly not so open about it, but maybe they didn't even know yet. Um, there were quite a lot of young people. I wonder how this works. Like when you go to one of these fur meetings, do you mm. like have to be like? Hi, my name is Mr. H, and I'm a koala. Like, do you have to, like, is it, is it like an AA meeting? Yeah, yeah, it must be. <laughs> like, I'm a porpoise. <laughs> like, I don't know how it works. Yeah. They're like young teenagers as well. Um, but the... I wonder if it's even, like, gay, because it's like, if you if it's in a fucking dog suit, how do you, you know what I mean? Or how do you know like, if it's gay or not? Yeah, like it. Pro- it could probably be like just as easily be a woman in the dog suit. It's just that there are less women who are fucking into that shit. Yeah, I think know? that's. I think that's what it is. There's less women mm. that are into because when I went to that fur con mm. in San Jose, I would mm. say it's predominantly gay, at least like ninety percent. But that was Bay Area mm. though too. I think I saw an episode. Of, there's an episode of True Life about a teenage female furry. Hmm. Um, How could you be a teenage furry, though? How would you afford the $3,000 fursuit? She worked, like, some job for two summers or something, and she gets her suit in the mail. Wow. And her mother's like, what the fuck are you... Why are you... Come on, you know? Did she have a bum flap? No, I... I, I, This is one of those situations, (laughs) I think, where, uh, at least in the documentary, there was no sexual... She was just, like, talking to people on the internet who were doing it, and it didn't seem to be any sexual element to it. When I was at mm. a LA Comic Con mm. a couple of weeks ago, there there were several people mm. in these like full yeah. on fursuits. Mm-hmm. No bum flaps. Yeah. The initial thing that I noticed was that there's absolutely no judgment whatsoever. Everyone there is perfectly accepting. Um, they if you walk in there to meet furries, they're glad that you're there and they're glad that you're asking questions. But my God, is there a lot of awkwardness? like anxiety amongst them about being asked questions. 
Really, Bill? A hedgehog? <laughs> Fuck you. What, 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 how else do you think it was going to be, man? You know? Yeah. yeah, what, what, yeah what, Jesus Christ. Like, what, what would they say? Like, you're yeah. way too fat to be a yeah. squirrel. You know? Mm. <laughs> it's like, that, that's not going to work. You're a hippo mm. or a mm. walrus, and that's it. John, a hedgehog would not wear suspenders. Come on. <laughs> you asshole. Questions that they either have been asked or not felt like answering or hmm. I don't know there was a lot of weird awkwardness in the air and I spoke to a number of them I met a number of people and they're all really Shocking. nice and they Fancy basically that. said that well you're here so you're a furry now deal with that um, so okay I dealt with that in the way any man would and go online make a fursona which is a persona for furs you got it what was your fursona <sighs> yeah this is getting deep I'm getting yeah. embarrassed by this now I'd like to know it's good job yeah. I didn't give him a real name um and you can go as deep as you like with that. Um, you, you create your colors and your, the animal that you want to be. The animals, for some reason, are always either pack animals or herd animals. Um, very rarely you'll see a furry octopus because typically octopuses aren't furry. <laughs> I don't know how you look at it. Because um, that makes sense. Running out of time. I'm going to get on and talk about what I what my conclusions were on the subject. I want to know what yeah, animal yeah, you okay. were. Suck my dick. You can't leave out your whole yeah, fucking I mean, shit. Yeah, I want to know. What pal. do you think this guy was? Yeah. Um. Wait, it has to be a pack animal. No, or a or a or a herd animal. Herd animal. Yeah. So you couldn't be like a skunk or a squirrel or no, you pack could be a, you could be a skunk. Pack animals? They're not. But a skunk would be would still be one. Yeah, it would still be one. Hmm. I think he's saying they're mostly like. You know, canine animals or feline animals or like cows and shit. You know, so can't you can't just like go completely left field here and be like, I'm Cthulhu. No, you know, be a get a Cthulhu fursuit. No, although I don't know, maybe you can. You know, I mean, if if you're Mm. saying they're non judgmental, yeah, and be like, I want to be Cthulhu then. But there there does seem to be a very like uh, specific. theme that runs through at least from all the just shit i've seen on deviantart it's like they're usually like a you know like a sexy blue wolf wearing sneakers like sonic the hedgehog or something you know there's some kind of forest creatures yeah yeah Mm. so my conclusions to oh sorry mr h uk third chapter um my conclusions to uh, actually immersing myself in furry culture for a couple of months five years ago uh generally it's a good community people are pretty nice and a lot of them will deny that there's any kind of sexual uh, element to it because he was kind of turned on by some mysterious thing i want to okay mr h if you call back and give us an update when i immersed here. myself in furry culture five years ago to catch a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know mm. what turned you on yeah. and what animal you were. Yeah. This is like, what is that Al Pacino movie when he went under covers a leather man? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I forget the name of that mm. movie. Mm. Well, not Serpico. Mm. God, I, it's a really funny movie. It goes right. like into New York's like late 70s leather scene. Yeah. And like goes all like undercover. God, what was that called? Yeah, gonna, I forget the name of it, but that's what this guy me. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. They are lying to themselves. It is absolutely obvious that there is so much angst and um, sexual tension in the room that anyone with a modicum of self-respect can notice that. Um, Do you think it's something where it's like 
you'd be, normally be too shy. Like if you're a gay dude, you're too shy to approach a guy at a club. But as soon as you put the fursona, you're it's like. Now I'm a wild and crazy wolf man. You know, it's like, <laughs> yes. you think it's something like that? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Once you have the mask on, then yeah. you're like, your inhibitions are gone. Right. I bet you that's yeah. how it is. I'm a Alan, fox. you don't have to say it's a wolf man. That's redundant. Hello, <laughs> hello. I'm not undercover here. I'm part of this. <laughs> that being said, I wasn't turned on by absolute, uh, by anything at all that happened or anything that anyone said or uh, nobody was being sexual with me um nobody was trying to you know take me home or anything but then i'm not a good looking guy and it was the first time i've been there this guy's like the black clansman of internet perverts <laughs> what the fuck is going on here you know so perhaps if i went again i would uh I'd find different conclusions but from a first meet and a couple of months in the culture online it's definitely something overtly sexual or, uh, sorry, uh, not overtly, but definitely sexual about it. Really? Wow. I'm glad you spent all that time. What the fuck, man? But could you say anything is homosexual? Yeah. Like if you went to like yes. a roller skating group and you guys mm. roller skate around, it's like, I'm sure mm. there is some sexuality going on there. Of course, you know? You know? You, you sh you're shooting the duck with your short shorts on, you yeah. know? Listening to fucking Casey and the Sunshine Band. That's definitely That's pretty just, sexual. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. prelude to fucking. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All of them. None of them are innocent. Um, but if you go online and you go to a website called E621, uh, that is a popular sort of yithing website, which is what initially showed me what furry culture really was. And you should mm -hmm. check out some of the shit on that website. How are you checking that out right now? Would um, yeah, like I was like, Harrison specifically would be into this. Oh, yeah, I don't think I would, man. <laughs> I really... I just... What, yeah. The one thing I love about, I guess, the image, mm -hmm. the, the construct of yeah. Harrison, mm. is that everyone assumes if there's a weird fetish, mm. Harrison's into it. Mm. You know, like, uh, I, we got an, an email from some guy named Josh who's like, Hey, Harrison, check out my boner chair. I, I think I forwarded it to you. Yeah, you I did. That? It was pretty it, impressive. It's just a chair yeah. with a big like yeah. dildo sticking out of it. And it's like I bet it you was this... a lot like the one that uh, George Clooney's character makes in Burn After Reading. Yeah, <laughs> but I bet you it's like uh, was mm. it George, George Clooney's or Brad Pitt's character? Um, it was uh, George Clooney's. Uh, George Clooney's. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, but I mean, it, yeah. it's funny because it's like any fetish, mm. Harrison's automatically into it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it just it look. I'm on the site. It just looks like a lot of fan art, you know. See, I'm all out of love. I'm so <laughs> lost without you. So, there do you, you think Mr. H here was, uh, you know, having a wink to this? Mr. H. Um, I mean, what did he? Why did he tell us to go to the site again? He said you could check out some yiff action, hot, sexy yiff action. All I'm seeing is uh, fucking, you know fan art of like the beauty and the beast guy buffalo men and fucking yeah. you know cat girls big titted cat girls <laughs> big titted mouse girls <laughs> big titted mouse girls strippers on a thing mm -mm -mm -mm. oh here we go sorry hmm. you know i gotta say those girls are kind of hot those mouse girls yeah there, there used to be this uh weird comic in the black and white indie comic in the 90s called um um, Omaha the Cat Dancer, I think. 
or something, the cat dancer. Omaha named after a, a state. I think it was Omaha, the cat dancer. Um, and it was basically about a cat stripper who also had a relationship with another cat. And people were animal people. Male or female cat? It was a lesbian a female cat. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was in a, I think. I think Tell me more. Bisexual. <laughs> it was good. I used to, you know where I, where I first found it? At Circus of Books. Oh, wow, really? Circus of Books had a weird collection of like random Erotica, indies, yeah. indie 90s indie. comics. Yeah, so not there anymore. Hmm. There you go. Uh, where's this? Do we finish that call? Really enjoy it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it's um, great. Lots of dicks. <laughs> lots of dicks. So that's about all I've got to say on furries. Love the show. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening to all this rambling. Uh, if you want to know any more, I can give you my phone number, but... Uh, no, not right now. Don't play this shit. And um, don't kill yourself. I need you. Oh my God, there's some weird shit on this site, man. Yeah, I bet. This is crazy, bro. This is like, look at this. And there's like several different iterations of this. There's this guy, he's tied up and he's in like a, it's almost like an MRI machine, except it's a, it's just a box. Yeah, and but these like cat girls are like, excreting their pheromones into the box and he's forced to inhale it wow and he's like wrapped up like a mummy yeah he's wrapped up like a mummy does, does he have a boner outside of the box yes he does but the the cat asses are yeah i wow. think they're cats i don't know is There's... that schrodinger's cat uh yeah yeah schrodinger <laughs> schrodinger's cat um excretes ass pheromones and it or does it you know, we, it's a we don't... pretty weird sight. What's that, yeah. that thing up at the top? That looks like the fat bastard from Austin this Powers. Thing? Yeah, what is that? Some oh. kind of Irish lion man yeah, or something. See, that's what I'm saying. They all have yeah. boners. Like Lion-O with a boner. You know... Well, this is a pretty sexual I remember as a kid, Chitara, I was into that. Oh, sure. Remember that, Thundercats? yeah. I mean, I was thinking just the other day, you know, because you know how we were talking earlier about... The eroticism of He-Man and She-Ra, She-Ra and yeah, how they yeah. all—none of them wore pants. They were like against we, pants. We went we went into a lengthy yeah. discussion yeah, on yeah, this. We're going to yeah. put it on Patreon yeah. because I'm not putting on the regular right. show. But I was thinking about the Thundercats too, and I was like, you know what? I was kind of attracted to all of them except Pantharo or whoever. Panther. Panther. Yeah, the guy. Why the, like Panther? The blue Panther guy with the bald. Is he too working class for you? Yeah, he's too rough around the edges. <laughs> He's a rough trade, you know? <laughs> He's a rough trade. But like trade. Lion-O, you know, I don't know, Lion-O, you put some fucking uh, eyeshadow on him and he's, he might as well be a, you know? <laughs> How come it was always like the sword that made you transform into something? Like the, he had a sword, a special sword, That's right. she has a sword, yeah. He-Man has a sword. That's a good question. Like you're lame until you get the sword. Yeah, I guess Which so. is a very phallic looking symbol. Yeah. Hmm. You know, this is odd. This is another... Yeah. Is that like a thing in the furry community? A box that the pheromones go into I where you have so. the rabbit asses no, in the, the box? I'm saying there were. This is the same thing. It's there's just like four different versions of it for some reason. Yeah, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah. Is that like a is that a fetish or is I that part so. of it? I guess so. Huh? These are like things I don't need to know. Yeah, that's you know, interesting. Because it's well, like if I learn that, then you know I'll forget something really basic and important. <laughs> So. Well, uh, yeah, like your your uh, pin or something right. for your bank card. Yep. Um, well, thank you, Mr. H, for enlightening us about the furry community. Mr. I still want to know, what is your persona? And what turns you on about it? Yeah, and why'd you spend months doing this? Yeah, yeah. Know? No, he's like Al Pacino in yeah. that movie. 
Um, I'm in too deep. <laughs> All right, we have we got another call here from a good old Waxer who we mm. haven't heard from in a while. All right. Good evening, gentlemen. It's Waxer here. I trust you are in fine settle. Well, I am currently driving and listening to your most recent episode, and you are discussing these fairies, and it's come to my attention that the majority of stories that you guys discuss with these weird cults, these strange individuals that get involved in all of these weird sexual shenanigans, you're all fucking American, right? Oh, really? Now, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. As a Brit, okay, look, I understand. You get involved in some horrible shit. We hide heroin in vaginas. We have Jack the Ripper. We embed corpses. You have dogging. Yeah. And not to mention, Mr. H is a Brit, okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Waxer's been to the London Furs at least uh, once or twice. Yeah. You you know, and you, you, you guys borderline on Dr. Seuss in terms of language <laughs> and nonsense and... You know, your crazy holidays that you celebrate. Yeah, Come on. Guy Fox Day. Yeah. In plaster, in walls, you know, all of that shit. I get it. We've got our own fair share of miscreants and deviants. But, motherfucker, you have got some people that are so far beyond the ability for us Brits to understand. It's quite frankly beyond comprehension. <laughs> I don't even like know what Donald the fuck you're talking about some of the time. <laughs> these boners and furry suits and these strange phrases. See, I think this is just like Waxer. <laughs> Wa like, Waxer has a kid, you know? <laughs> Waxer has a kid. He's probably, I don't know how old he is. He's probably, like, in his late 40s, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'd say he's you probably, know? like, mid to late 40s. Yeah, this is just you're settled down and you're old, so you're not with whatever ridiculous shit people are doing, you know? So it all it all sounds like, oh, what's the doing what now? They're, do they're, they're, wearing, they're wearing mini skirts down on Carnaby Street and doing the monkey, you know? Like, literally, this is what you sound, you know? I mean, look, I don't, I don't know about this shit. I don't really want to know about this shit, but I mean... Well, the fact of the matter is, we just heard in the previous phone calls... That actually is going on in mm. London. Mm -hmm. All right, yeah. it's a, it's a. There's a scene yeah. of dudes with boners mm. and their skunk outfits mm. or whatever in London. So it's not exclusively an American thing. Yeah, there's this amazing invention. Um, maybe you've heard of it called the um, the ARPANET, or as it's known <laughs> now, the Internet. Uh, which kind of prevents things like this from being merely localized in one place. Exactly. Like some weird. 4chan fucking subculture that I cannot get to grips with. So, there is absolutely no point in this phone call other than <laughs> me saying to you that... I don't think a, a man in his late 40s should be able to come to grips with 4chan. I think that's fine. I think Waxer right. should go undercover to the yeah. furry community and expand his uh, horizons here, his sensibilities. I hope you have a few months free because you're going in. <laughs> you're going in there. I'm going in! <laughs> Mr. Mayor, I'm going in. You are some fucking weird bitches. 
but I love you very, very much. And I trust the rest of your, your journey through this life on Earth is as pleasant as possible. Uh, keep your peckers up. Peace. You know, Waxer is kind of like Alf Garnett. You know that guy? No. They, he was like that, uh, that like Archie Bunker of, uh, of, of, he's the Archie Bunker of England. He was like this really, mm. it was a really racist show in the 70s. Mm. It's pretty funny if you ever get to see it. Okay. It's, it's mostly like racist against like Indian people. Because mm. I think that's when Indian people were moving to the UK. Okay. But uh, yeah, Waxer's kind of like Alf Garnett. Okay. Like all of a sudden he's just like, but now, but now instead of like it being Indian people that moved into his community, it's about the furries. Hmm. It's like, I, I just don't understand it. Mm. What are you doing yeah, in yeah. a fursuit? Mm. Yiffing? Mm. Yiffing? That's an American thing. Yiffing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You English are just as fucked up as us Americans. Yeah. It, but the, the difference is there's just more of us. I mean, we just we're a bigger country. Yeah, so we're we a bigger have, country. Yeah, more perverts. Um, yeah, so we and it, it we're a very diverse country. You yeah, know, full of all sorts of manners of maniacs. Right. However, so. I gotta say, there are some bizarre fetishes going on in the UK. Yeah, I thought the horse thing came from the UK. That whole like you know, the horse fetish with Jousting. the horse. No, not that. No. Like the horse. You know, you wear the horse mask and you ride around oh, on yeah, the dudes. Horse. What's that called? Horseplay? I guess it's horseplay, yeah. Which I, I thought the horsey I've thing, the horsey fetish was all from the UK. Isn't um, the Queen of England into it or something? Yeah, she is, yeah. You know, she probably is uh, has a corgi fursuit. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Those fucking things. That would be hot. Yeah. That'd be hot. Yeah, My you God. should... I wonder if that mm. is Mr. H's mm. fursona. Yeah. The Queen's corgi. And then we found Jake Tapper... <laughs> but the animal, the Tapper version of Jake Tapper in a garbage bag out in a landfill somewhere. And that's when I knew I had to spend three months getting undercover. <laughs> I think Waxer mm. should give it a shot. Yeah. Waxer, we'll hook you up with Mr. H. And mm. you guys can go check out the London Furs. Yeah. That might be a good idea. Uh, people call Sick Row Hotline 323-522-4032. Um... You know, it's interesting. We had a guy write in, uh, sent us an email um, about, well, I'll read it real quick. He says, I haven't uh, messaged you guys in a while. Listening to the latest podcast, I had to mail in. I wrote in around January that I was having a circumcision due to, due to phimosis. Mm. And we actually read that email out. Um, so anyway, having listened to the latest show and previous podcasts, I had to say something. The two weeks post-op was hard. I had loads of lovely painkillers, but every night I'd wake up with a real stitch-busting hard on and I'd have to think about something to get rid of it. Oh Dinosaurs and trees worked for me. Huh. But in 10 days, I had to have the most tentative wank you could ever imagine. It was hmm. worth it. Eventually, after about three weeks, the stitches dissolved. Since then, the only real noticeable difference is that the head of my cock had dried out like a motherfucker. It used to be a lovely moist cock in, but since I lost my foreskin, it's just dry as anything. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that really would happen, but That's, maybe. It's weird. He says, uh, being anatomically Jewish has its advantages, however. I last longer than I did previously. I can only put this down to my desert-like bell end. Oh, my. Is that true? Do you, if you're circumcised, do you last longer than being uncircumcised? Kind of makes sense. I guess it, I don't know. Well, because it's like a sheath. No it's like a like a lubricated sheath. Uh, it was worth it as sex with a type <laughs> foreskin became hellish. Strange, really, as I had no issues in my early twenties. It all developed uh, later. 
P.S. If you stick a finger in and you feel a shite, why on earth would you stick your dick in? Amateur move. Yeah, what the... F- yeah, that was weird. Uh, yeah, That was yeah, weird, that man. He says, also... Hmm. I'm surprised you don't know this, but the First Reich was the Roman Empire. Uh, Actually, it's the Holy Roman Empire. Somebody explained this to me. Oh, okay. The Holy Roman Empire. A Scotsman explained yeah. this to me, yeah. He the, says second was German Empire. Charlemagne. Oh, okay. Yeah, Charlemagne's right, right. German... Uh, they ran Europe out of the Aachen. holy yeah, Roman Empire. Aachen, that was yeah, the first so. Reich. Second was the German Empire. Boom, Scott. Well, thank you, Scott, and uh, congratulations for having a a Jewish penis. Yeah. Um. Best way to support the show, actually, the best way to keep the show going, is uh, by becoming a Sick and Wrong patron. Just signing up, going to Patreon.com/slash/SickandWrong. Uh, donating uh, whatever you can. It's not like we're asking you to donate your whole paycheck here, but yeah. whatever you can allows us to buy some new equipment, buy T-shirts, buy uh, you know, uh, update our microphones. We have all sorts of shit we got to get done. Yep. Actually, recently uh, we were having issues with the new website, and so uh, yeah, I had to pay a bunch of money to get our uh, site optimized. But now it's working pretty, uh, it's pretty well. So I thank you, thanks to the patrons. For helping us make that happen. Oh, yeah. And also, um, you know, some people might think like, oh, they probably just do like the lesser, you know, uh, the, the less lesser quality calls and stories for the Patreon content. But actually, the thing that people don't realize is that by the time we get to the Patreon content, we've been doing this shit for like two to three hours. Yeah, so we've had a delirious. two to three hour runway. So by the time we get to the Patreon shit, we are fucking on it. You know? Yeah, and last week we Comparable had a Comparable to fun- the late Robin Williams. Yeah, but we're also kind of delirious and sort of sick of it. So yeah. it's like our attitude is a lot mm. more like sharper. And yeah. we, we suffer less, you know, we, we suffer no fools at that point. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, the la- last week we had a really funny guy yeah. that was calling in. And uh, he was like, I don't know if he was drunk, but he was trying to ask us something. And then there was a voice in the background being like, Ask Harrison about the Silver Surfer. Yeah. And Harrison was getting really frustrated with that. It freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. he was getting really upset Mm. about it. It was giving him like flashbacks with some acid trips. It was Satan. And not to mention, I actually posted uh, Fistful of Steel to the the Patreon as well. Mm -hmm. So you can go listen to Steel go off about the immigrant caravan, which I'm sure you you want to know his opinion on that. And smartphones as well. Mm. Anyway... Um, we we th- we thank you for helping us keep the show going. So just go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Finally here, sick and wrong song of the week came in from Wes. Wes sent this in via Facebook. He goes, here's my vote for song of the week and hire this chick as your intern already. Princess Vitara. Have you heard of this woman? No. She's actually super hot. Hmm. Princess Vitara with a song called I Swallow His Kids. Yeah. Very introspective lyrics. It kind of reminded me a bit of Leonard Cohen. Hmm. Like that's the the lyric quality we're talking about here. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we're going to end the show here with Wes's suggestion. Thank you, Wes. Princess Viterra, I Swallow His Kids. It's a good Thanksgiving song, to be honest. Yeah. It's it's, It's a good holiday like autumnal holiday song okay yeah good thanksgiving song so mm. thank you west for sending that in mm. people will be back next week with episode uh, 662 until then take a sleazy i swallow his kids i swallow his kids i swallow his kids now they swimming in my stomach i swallow his kids i swallow his kids i swallow his kids now they swimming in my stomach his kids i swallow his kids i swallow his kids i swallow i don't got
Hi, this is Bob Madigan, and you're listening to Sick and Wrong. Perfect. <laughs> so you can bank on that.